this afternoon, let's continue on the third Sunday. And let's open our Bibles in Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 6 to 20. Shall not all this take up their taunt against him with scoffing and riddles for him and say, Woe to him who heaps up what is not his own, for how long? And loads himself with pledges. Will not your debtors suddenly arise and those awake will make you tremble? Then you will be spoiled for them, because you have plundered many nations. All the remnant of the peoples shall plunder you for the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. Verse 9, Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house, to set his nest on high, to be safe from the, the reach of harm. You have devised shame for your house by cutting off many peoples. You have forfeited your life, for the stone will cry out from the wall. And the beam from the woodwork respond. Verse 12. Woe to him who builds a town with blood and founds a city on iniquity. Behold, it is not from the Lord of hosts that people labor merely for fire and nations weary themselves for nothing. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Verse 15. Woe to him who makes his neighbors drink and pour out your wrath and make them drunk. In order to gaze at their nakedness, you will have your fill of shame instead of glory. Drink yourself and show your uncircumcision. The cup in the Lord's right hand will come around to you, and utter shame will come upon your glory. The violence done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, as well the destruction of the beasts ter that terrified them. For the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. Verse 18, And what profit is an idol when its maker has shaped it? A metal image, a teacher of lies? For its maker trusts in his own creation when he makes speechless idols. Verse 19, Woe to him who says to a wooden thing, Awake, to a silent stone, Arise. Can this teach? Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in it. But the Lord in his, old, in his holy temple, that all the earth kept silence before him. Let's come to the Lord in prayer once again. Ama naman sa langit, nagpapasalamat po kami sa pagkakataon na binigay niyo po sa aming lahat para magtipon-tipon po ulit bilang isang iglesia Panginoon. Maraming salamat, Lord, sa iyong mga salita na patuloy na magbibigay sa amin ng hope, ng comfort, ng encouragements, ng warning, ng instructions, Panginoon. Lord, today, let us see your glory and your greatness, even in the midst of this pandemic, even in the midst of the violence all around the world, O God. Lord, may we rest knowing the truth about you and your character. God reminds us once again of the gospel today. Be glorified in our midst, Lord. We entrust you our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So for the past two Sundays, we have studied about how Habakkuk lamented before the Lord. No? Um, natutunan natin nung mga first Sunday about studying the Habakkuk na he was trying to lament, not to complain before the Lord of the violence na ginagawa ng mga ng Judah. And do natin nalaman that God is not silent, 
but He is mysteriously sovereign. God is working in their needs. So indeed, God is a God of justice, and He will not let go of the sin unpunished. And after that, nakita natin, sumagot si Lord. Last week, nakita natin, may pangalawang complaint siya again, no? Kay Lord. He re- and the Lord responded to him. Nakita natin that talagang may answer si Lord. So nakita natin doon, natutunan natin last week kay, through kay Pastor Angelo that God tells Habakkuk that he knows that the, the Chaldeans or the Babylonians are evil people and God will really deal with them. So God is using the Babylonians to fulfill His will, no, yung purpose ni God sa Judah. So God instructs Habakkuk to write down his vision and print it in a bold and clear writing so that all the people will be able to read it and know what God says and what He is going to do. So ngayon, iisa-isahin natin, ano kayo yung vision na sinulat ni Habakkuk? Yung write it plainly in a tablet. No, may joke last time si Pastor Angelo na isulat talaga sa, sa tablet. Nagsibili yung mga pastors ng tablet, sinulat nila. So ano kaya yung sinulat nila? No? Ano ang sinulat ni Habakkuk no? na vision na sinabi ng Lord? Nako, yung vision na to medyo mabigat. No? Mabigat yung, yung vision na binigay ng Lord dito kay Habakkuk. So today, as we continue to study this book, our passage shows that God is just not tolerating sin, and God is alive. That God is alive and kicking, no? Na hindi siya tulog na Diyos. That He is alive compared to the idols, to the gods that the Babylonians are creating. So it is where we will see how wicked and sinful the Babylonians was, and how the Lord is showing His judgment. Makita natin dito yung detailed ng mga ginawa ng Babylonians, bakit? That they are really worthy and deserving of the judgment of God. Kumbaga, nag-groom sila, na-prepare yung lahat ng kasamaan nila at in the, in the perfect timing of God, eto na, darating yung, yung punishment, no? yung judgment ni God sa kanila. So kung na, na-observe nyo, sa pagbasa natin ng passage today, merong five woes, no? May, may limang woes, na makikita natin against the Babylonians or the Chaldeans, and if you're too observant, merong 15 verses. And every three verses, merong isang woe to them. So, ang galing sabi, kanina nag-share ko kay Jerwin, no? sinare ko sa kanya how I do exegesis, paano ko gumagawa ng sermon, ng manuscript. And sabi ko, kailangan mo ng observation the moment you really study the Word of God. And sabi ko, si God, hindi siya yung parang... Yung sinulat yung Bible, hindi yung come what may, as it goes, pinag-isipan eh. It was really inspired by the Spirit of God. If you are really observant, makikita mo how artistic God is in writing the Bible. So no, in every three verses, makikita natin may isang woe against the Babylonians or the Chaldeans. So, naka, naka-divide sa, sa dalawa, no? Yung first three na woes, May isang set siya, and yung last two, isang set din. So do natin madidivide yung time natin together into two parts so that we would understand deeper the five woes, the first three and the last two. So this afternoon, I want you to be convicted 
with the truths on what to behold about God. So lately, we've been studying um, the attributes of God. Alam nyo, nakakatawa na hindi naman talaga kami masyado. I mean, pinag-isipan natin no, kung ano yung mga lessons sa Thursday na discipleship class and sa Sunday. Pero you know how the Lord is orchestrating that lahat ng mga pinag-aaralan natin, they are complementing with each other, even with our Sermon on the Mount sa ating mga growth groups. So wala tayong kawala kasi lahat ng pinag-aaralan natin from Thursday to Friday to Saturday hanggang Sunday is really connected. So today, let's learn the truth on what to behold God, on, on what to behold about God. So number one, let's behold the glory of a just God. Let's behold the glory of a just God. So tignan natin, how these three woes, the first three woes, malilid tayo towards beholding the glory of a just God. The first woe can be found in verses 6 to 8. Shall not all these stakes up their taunt against him? So ang nire-refer dito na all this is yung mga nations na na-destroy ng mga Babylonians. No? So these nations will really stakes up against the Babylonians. So with their scoffing and riddles for him and say, Ano sa sinabi sa kanya? Woe to him who heaps up what is not his own. For how long? And loads himself with pledges. So sa line pa lang na to, makikita natin kung anong problema. Ano yung ginagawa ng Babylonian towards the nations na sinakop nila o mga sinira nila. Okay? So yung word na woe is an interjection often used in prophetic literature to introduce a judicial indictment or a sentence of judgment. So kahit sa New Testament, makikita natin that Jesus is using woe to him or woe to them, no? sa mga scribes, sa Pharisees, sa mga teachers of the law. So it is really a strong word. So sa Tagalog, yung woe is parang, it's, it's a form of curse, kinasusuklaman, no? Um... Yun yung parang pinakamalapit na word, na translation ng word na woe. So the first woe is a woe against those who plunder by demanding unjust tribute. So anong ginawa ng mga Babylonians sa mga nations na sinakop nila? So they lasted after money and riches. They heaps up what is not his own. So grabe yung, yung greediness nila, no? yung excessive greediness na kinukuha nila sa mga nations na sinakop nila. Even after they had conquered and enslaved a people, they demanded that they pay exorbitant tributes to the king. So can you imagine yung parang walang-wala na sila, pero kailangan pa nila magbigay. Pinigang-piga talaga ng mga Babylonians yung mga nations na sinakop nila. They desired for more and more and more and more. So while there was any breath left in their captives, while there was any person or nation on the planet, there was more. Ang ibig sabihin, walang kabusugan. Walang contentment. Hanggang pwede silang may mapiga, pwede pa. Naranasan niyo na ba magluto ng ano? Ng ginataang gulay. Minsan pigang-piga na. Hindi, kasi marami tayo, pigain mo pa hanggang meron, sige pa. Yun yung isang metaphor na makikita natin na yung mga nations na sinakop nila, ubus na ubus na. 
Yung Babylonians is trying to build up themselves. Sobrang dami na na meron sila dahil sa kinuha nila. But because of greediness, dahil wala silang contentment, dahil sa kanilang kasakiman, they're trying to press the nations that they're trying to destroy. So dito nakikita natin na it's not about kung anong meron na marami na sila, kung di kung ano pa ang pwede nilang kunin. Can you imagine that kind of attitude? Kung gano'n ka, kawalang, kawalang hiya, no? Walang, walang konsensyang mga, yung Babylonians. That's how they were able to really press, no? Yung mga tao, yung mga nations na, na sinakop nila. Because of that excessive greed, they hoarded things, not even their own. I think it's just fine to to be rich, no? Marami ka. As long as you are doing it in righteousness, you're doing it on the right thing. Pero yung problema, naging marami sa'yo kasi may kinuhaan ka, kinuhaan ka. And most of the time, maybe we can relate with this. And even in their situation, hindi lang sila kumuha. Meron pang pledges. Yung wala pa yung mga nation, wala pa silang ani, pwede sigurong Mag-pledge na kayo. Pag dumating yung ani, bigay nyo pa sa amin. So, can you imagine? Gano'n sila katakaw? Yung kumain kayo, marami ka, marami ka pa, pero kung nag-reserve ka pa sa'yo. Di ba? Gano'n sila katakaw. Alright? So, under the law, pledges are allowed sa time nila, but with a guarantee that they have to do humane treatment. Pwede namang may pledges sa law nila that time. Pero yung proper way, kasi mag-pledge ka as repayment. For example, may utang ka, mag-pledge ako. But sa kanila, kahit walang utang, kailangan mag-pledge. That's how wicked the Babylonians are. They extracted heavy taxation of conquered nations. Loans with excessive interest made to the poor. So ganun kasama ang ginawa ng mga Babylonians to the nations that they na, na sinakop nila. And makita natin sa verse 7, Will not your debtor suddenly arise and those awake who will make you tremble? Ito na. Ito yung part ng woe ni God. Pinakita ni Lord yung kasamaan nila at kung papano sila babalikan. Yung mga tao na kinuhaan nila, those debtors that they have, and the people na sinakop nila, actually one day they will awake and it will make them tremble. It's a warning to them. And sabi ni Lord, then you will be spoiled for them. Bakit? Because you have plundered many nations, all the remnant of the peoples shall plunder you. May mga naiwang, may mga certain group of people sa mga nations na sinakop nila. And these people, mag-aalsa, di ba? Ipaglaban ang karapatan ng aming mamamayan. So may mga certain group, may mga remnants of people who will be rising up to go against the Babylonian. Okay? So for the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. So kung na-observe nyo yung progression, sa chapter 1 ng Habakkuk, sabi ni, sabi ni Habakkuk, Lord, may violence sa Judah. Anong ginagawa mo? Lord, papakinggan mo pa ako? Papakinggan mo pa ako, Lord? Sinagot siya ni God. I will raise up the Chaldeans. To punish Judah. Ano yung progression? Yung, yung Babylonian na gagamitin ni Lord to punish, to judge the Judah, ngayon, 
Yung Babylonian, meron din para silang kaakibat na judgment and punishment. So yung, yung passage natin ngayon is not just about, hindi na siya yung punishment ni Lord sa Judah, punishment na ni Lord sa mga Babylonians because of their wickedness. Kasi yung violence nila, yung wickedness nila, is more double, is more higher sa ginawa ng mga tao sa Judah. Okay, so ano yung situation dito? The Chaldeans were trying to fill the black hole of their hearts. Their love of money. You know, their love of money. And God proclaims that one day is coming when those that they have taken from and bled dry will rise up against them and demand back full payment in the blood of the Chaldeans. Ito ang part ng woe. Ni-present ni Lord yung ginawa nilang kasamaan at pre-present ni Lord ano yung kaakibat na ibabalik sa kanila. So they would never escape paying back their creditors. Yung kinuhaan nila, babayaran nila. Kasi may kabayaran lahat ng kasalanan, di ba? And worst ang mangyayari sa kanila. Worst ang judgment ang ibabalik sa mga Chaldeans or sa Babylonian. Bakit? Hindi lang yung mga tao na dinestroy nila, hindi lang yung mga nations na kinuhaan nila, but it's the Lord who will give them the judgment. Hindi lang kamay ng tao ang mag-arise against them, but it's the hand of the Lord that will be against them. Okay? So, maiintindihan natin yan sa kasunod ng mga verses. So, dito natin makikita na Ayong mga tao, no? How can we relate to the Chaldeans for the love of money, of not being contented? Na minsan, meron ka na, pero gusto mo pa. Try to check your closet. Um, ilang damit ba doon yung parang hindi mo pa nagagamit in five months? Kasi bumili ka naman, dami pa, no? Pero... Mahilig tayo mag-hoard. So, isang natutunan ko sa isang teacher ko na Indian, yung difference daw ng Filipino culture tsaka ng Indian culture. Sa India daw, nung nag-asa, nag-asawa siya, Filipina. Siya Indian. Yung gamit niya, konting-konti. Yung gamit ng asawa niya, parang buong isang bahay. <laughs> Kasi tayong Filipino, di ba? Mahilig tayo marami. Tignan mo yung bahay mo, maraming mga... Chichiburichi, maraming sobrang extra na hindi naman kayang gawin. Pero hindi naman pwedeng gamitin. Pero mahilig tayong mag-hoard ng mga bagay. Kasi hindi tayo nakukontento sa mga simpleng bagay. Sa konting bagay. So ano nakasulat sa 1 Timothy 6, 6-10? But godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world. And we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing... With this, we will be content. But those who desire, take note of this, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Remember, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. 
to dito, sinulat ni Apostle Paul, no? Reminder. As a Christian, let's assess ourselves. Bakit tayo nagtatrabaho? Bakit tayo nag-extra income? Bakit tayo nag-open ng business? What's our goals in life? What's our focus? Is money the focus? Or it's the glory of God that is our goal? Kasi dito natin makikita sarili natin. No? Do not misunderstand Paul. He is not saying that being rich is a sin. It's not. God chooses to bless some great riches. Bakit? Number one, for Christians, well, gagamitin ni Lord for the advancement of His kingdom. No? Pag binless ka ni Lord, kasi nagagamit yun. Marami tayong matutulungan sa ministry. But for unbelievers, bakit sila binibless ni Lord? It's for their judgment. It's for their destruction. Kaya huwag kayong magmangamba kasi minsan, mag-iisip tayo, di ba? Bakit siya? Hindi siya Christian. Bakit nakauna siyang nakasampa? Bakit una siyang naging officer? Bakit mas marami siyang pera? Nagsiselos tayo. Huwag kang magselos. Gusto mo rin pa magka-judgment. Di ba? So doon natin makikita what's the point why we have all these riches. So, being rich is not a sin, but it could be a temptation. Bakit? Those who have much are greatly tempted. Meron tayong mga line, pag ako yumaman, pag ako na-promote, pag ako napasok sa, sa trabaho na to, pag naging successful yung business ko, ano yung reason? But alam nyo ba, even Christians are not exempted. May mga times na natanggap ko nga sa trabaho, nawalan ka naman ng time para mag-church. Lumaki nga yung business mo, wala ka namang time mag-serve kay Lord. Kasi even someday, open yung, yung store. Minsan dumadami yung pera natin. Nag-party ng Saturday, early morning na natulog, hindi na nakagising, hindi nakapunta ng church. Maraming nabook na travel. Kahit Sunday, ibubuk kasi yun yung pinaka, for example, pinaka-cheapest na flight. Sige lang. Church is not already the priority. So doon natin nakikita, nagbabago even yung puso ng tao, even with this material things na meron tayo. Kaya as Christians, we need to assess ourselves. What's our heart towards the riches? Nakita natin dito how discontentment with the Chaldeans, with the Babylonians, brought them towards their judgments. That's why, friends, it's easy for us to last after money and things. Especially in this time, credit cards, no? Credit card is not bad. It can be useful. No? It can be helpful. Pero minsan, meron tayong attitude Wala ka pang pera, sige, utang lang. Hindi mo naman kailangan utang kasi pwedeng mag-swipe. Ang bilis mag-swipe. So doon natin nakikita. So what should be our attitude towards this? Paul said, if we have food and clothing with this, we will be content. In Matthew 6, ano yung sinabi ni Jesus Sermon on the Mount? Isn't that life is more than food, more than drink? More than clothing. So what's the point of life? It's seeking God and His kingdom and His righteousness. 
more than seeking all these things in us. Kasi yung practical na bagay talagang ibibigay naman ng Lord. So let's ask ourselves, are we satisfied with what God has given us? Is God's loving kindness is enough in our lives? Is the gift of salvation through Christ alone is more than enough in us? Or are we the modern-day Chaldeans with unsatiable greediness and discontentment Now we want to hoard things in our lives? The second woe found in verse 9 to 11. Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house, to set his nest on high, to be safe from the rich of harm. So nakita natin dito, kanina they heaps up things that is not from them. Nangunguha sila ng hindi sa kanila. Sa so verse 9, another woe, kumbaga progression to na ginawa nila previously. They gets evil gain for his house. Nangunguha sila. Ano yung purpose? Because they want to be secured on their wealth. They want to put their safety on the things na meron sila. Okay? And in verse 10, you have devised shame for your house by cutting off many peoples. You have forfeited your life for the stone will cry out from the wall and the beam from the woodwork respond. So yung pagkuha nila yung evil gain na ginagawa is a premeditated exploitation born out of covetousness. Ano yung sa Tagalog yung covetousness? Kasakiman. Di ba? Sa kasakiman nila, nangunguha sila ng hindi, ng hindi sa kanila and gumagamit sila ng force, gumagamit sila ng evil ways on how to get something for their own security. So God pronounces another woe against the Chaldeans and those who seek security and economic gain through evil means. So can you imagine the corruption that is going on in this time where or when the Chaldeans is reigning or victorious over their conquest of destroying other nations? So dito natin makikita, the Chaldeans thought, sa isip-isip lang nila, they thought, that if they conquer and enslave more and more of their enemies and took more and more of their goods, they will achieve safety and security. Pero nakita natin sa verse dito na hindi. Sa verse 9, they actually devising themselves for shame. Ang akala lang nila, nagiging powerful sila. Ang akala nila nagiging safe sila and secure sa mga things sa kinuha nila. But in the end, in reality, they're not. Sila mismo ang kumukuha ng bato pamukpok sa mga ulo nila actually. Alright? So according to Herodotus, the historian, they are putting themselves or they had a huge wall with 100 bronze gates. It was wide enough for a four-horse chariot to to run upon it. So, kumbaga, ang ginawa nila, no, they are making sure na yung, yung throne or yung palace nila is really secure and safe na kahit sinong mga kalaban na pumunta sa kanila, hindi pwedeng pumasok. Kumbaga, they are untouchable. They are undistractable. Because they have everything. They have the wealth, they have the power, 
No, they have the people, they have the army. But God says that they would be put to shame. They sinned against their own souls. Why? The very building materials that they stole to build their homes and fortresses would turn against them. So can you imagine, yung ginamit daw nila for their protection, sa verse 11, no? For the stone will cry out from the wall and the beam from the woodworker's pan. Anong ibig sabihin nito? Yung mga ginamit nila to protect themselves. Yun yung witness mismo. Hoy, kinuha nyo yan sa amin. So yun yung witness towards their destruction. Naakala nila, they're safe and they are secure. So they are the one who set themselves up for their failure. Sino ba, nakaka-relate pa tayo dito? Kasi minsan akala natin, we're gathering things towards our advantage until we realize we are the one putting ourselves in danger and in distractions. You think like you're safe, but then again, you're not. Because even the very reason na kung anong meron ka, anong ginamit mo, ano yung way, bakit paano mo yung nakuha? Akala mo lang, public official ka, nangunguha ka. Well, I have to prepare myself. Pag hindi na ako yung, hindi na ako yung politician, meron na akong savings. Until dumating sa point, yung savings na yun, yun yung gagamitin witness against you. So lahat ng bagay na ginagawa nating mali, no? tulad the Chaldeans, these are the things that will be used against us. So God will hold them accountable for killing many people. So the question is, where do we put our safety and our security? Are we putting our safety and security in our bank accounts? In our possessions? In our knowledge? Where do we put our safety and security? So in our zeal, in our zeal to be secured, sometimes May mga dishonest gain tayong ginagawa. Kaya I, I, I salute no, those people working sa mga, well, I just have to mention, may mga agencies of the government na makikita natin yung corruption. And I really salute those Christians na they choose to resign and find another job just to protect themselves. Kasi meron talaga eh. I don't know, I think si Nevin, I, think, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm sure, he used to work in one uh, sa previous na work na ganyan, and then he resigned. No, kasi it's really hard. You think like, it's for my safety and security. Wala. Wala naman nakakakita. But you know, it's your conscience, no? Na the moment you really understand what it means to practice righteousness. Sabi nga last week, no? Sinabi sa, sa preaching ni Pastor Angelo, he mentioned sa first portion ng Habakkuk chapter 2, and the righteous shall live by faith. So one of the struggles natin, I don't know, no, sa atin dito, may mga, meron sa ating struggle yung money. No, money is, sometimes we think to begin 
Paano yung future? Paano yung pangangailangan? So, kailangan ko nang mag, mag-ipon, kailangan ko mag-prepare kasi kailangan ko mag-prepare for the future kasi kailangan ko i-secure ang sarili ko. And I'm not against insurance things or savings, di ba? Isang natutunan ko kay Kuya Roseman, nag-usap kami one time, anong ibig sabihin ng living by faith? Kasi may notion tayo na yung living by faith, dapat talaga walang-wala ako. Tapos antayin ko lang bukas, may darating bukas. Ipapano yung mayaman? Alam nyo, even the rich people are living by faith. So both the poor and the rich are living by faith. It's not about anong meron ka at anong wala ka. The main point of living by faith is trusting God sa meron at wala. Kasi alam nyo kahit yung mga, hindi ibig sabihin na yung living by faith, mag-resign ako ng trabaho, mag-stop ako ng business, kasi talagang the righteous shall live by faith. Talagang, the, I will test the Lord to provide for my needs. Maling thinking yon. Ano yung living by faith? Ang ipig sabihin that you are trusting God. You are not trusting kung anong meron ka. Hindi ka nagtatrust sa pagkain na nasa ay meron pa naman kaming ayuda doon siguro good for two weeks yon. Di ba? Paano mag-live by faith yung mayayaman? They're not trusting their bank accounts. They're not trusting their money but they are trusting God. Why? In a blink of an eye pwedeng mawala lahat. Yun ang ibig sabihin ng living by faith. We are not putting our trust to material things, to money, even to people. Andiyan na naman si mama eh. You don't know, baka bukas wala na siya. So it's about putting your faith in the Lord every day. Sa panahon ng wala o sa panahon na meron ka. Dumating ako sa point nung after nag, nag-internship ako, may konting savings ako, Nung umuwi akong bakolod, wala, gastos ng gastos kasi meron. Talagang honestly, dumating sa point na, hindi ako mag, bakit ako magpipray kay Lord ng, ng provision? Eh, meron naman ako sa banko. May pera ako. Bakit ako mag, mag, magta-trust kay Lord? I have my money. And nung bumalik na ako dito, syempre naubos na. And alam nyo, na-realize ko, sabi ko, I think, I mean, kilala ko sarili ko. I think it's better na wala akong pera kaysa sa meron. Kasi nakita ko sarili ko, mas nagdidepend ako kay Lord nung wala kaysa sa pag meron. May tendency akong mawala. May tendency akong hindi mag-trust kay Lord. So, I mean, it's, it's just a matter of perspective. I don't know with you, but yeah, we just have to remind ourselves no, na we have to put our trust in the Lord. So God calls us to be wise with our money. To use it to glorify Him, to care for others, and of course, no, to provide even the work. Ang work binigay ng Lord to provide for our practical needs. And alam yung anong isang pinakamagandang result ng work? It is God's way of sanctifying us. Kasi sa trabaho, doon mo makita ang iba't ibang ugali ng tao. Nasasabihin mo talaga, matitest yung patience, yung character mo as a Christian. And It is a question no, that we must wrestle right now. Ano, yung thin line doon is, when are we to, to save? And where, or when are we, di ba kasi nag-hoard tayo eh. 
kumukuha tayo ng, ng mga bagay, nagsisave tayo, and doon din natin makikita na, wait lang, sige, ibibigay ko na to. So, in our giving, we are trusting God. In our receiving, we are also trusting God. So, are we hoarding to achieve some sort of false security? Or are we being obedient and trusting God? Remember, the greatest security na meron tayo is Christ Himself. But human as we are, we, we tend to, we love, you know, to gather, to possess a lot of things. Minsan yun yung struggle ng mga ano eh, especially young professionals. Yung nakatry kang magkasahod, no? Nakatry ka ng magkaroon ng sariling pera. So maybe for young professionals, it's a time for us to, to assess ourselves. Para, para saan to? Yung trabaho, yung savings na to, how we should trust the Lord in this situation. Remember, if we trust God with our soul, can't we trust God with our body? If we can trust with eternity, with what is eternal, can we trust God of what is physical and temporal? And the third set of woe, verse 12, woe to him who builds a town with blood and founds a city on iniquity. Grabe ang sama. How they were able to build a town sa bloodshed and iniquity. Again, in the line with the first two, God issues a third woe against the Chaldeans, against all those who ruthlessly seek fame, and they are condemned for its violence and injustice. So they build luxurious palaces by means of bloodshed and forced labors. They want to be, to be known that they are powerful, that they are wealthy, but they use bloodshed and iniquity. So the Chaldeans wanted to be known throughout the world for their power and their glory, for their skill and their wealth. So yung king nila no, si Nebuchadnezzar, the Chaldeans, sabi niya, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace and said, makikita natin no, to sa Daniel chapter 4, verse 30. Sabi niya, Is not this great Babylon, which I have built by my mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty? Can you imagine? No? Nakita natin dito na sarili lang nila. No? Self-sufficiency. Self-dependency. And I know for sure that all of us remember the story of Tower of Babel. In Genesis 11, ano kasulat doon? Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. Can you imagine that? And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. Nakita natin dito yung human independence and self-sufficiency apart from God. They believe that they have no need of God because they are God of themselves. They became their own God. So let's remember, in pride and vanity, the Chaldeans wanted to be known and glorified for their kingdom. They desired to be on a high place. 
They desired to be worshipped and adored. Remember sa previous verses? Their net was their God. Their mighty power, their might is their own God. So they thought they deserve all the glory. Siyempre, during the time, sila yung kumbaga yung superpower na nation. Marami na silang nasakop na mga nations. What more? Sasambahin na sila ng iba't ibang countries, no, ng nations na sinakop nila. In their all efforts for their self-exaltation and self-glorification, there's a big but. Yahweh is the commander of the heavenly armies, all of which do His will, and God sovereignly controls man's destiny and will punish injustice. Thus, Babylon's cities will ultimately be destroyed to give to others. So ano yung implication ng sinasabi ni God dito? Yung woe, yung three woes. Kasi nga, they heaps up things that is not on their own. Another woe is, they use evil gains against the nations to bring, to bring, uh, to, to bring safety and security for themselves. Gusto nila maging mataas sila, nasasambahin sila. Pero ano yung sinabi ng Lord? In verse 13, Behold, it is not from the Lord of hosts that peoples labor merely for fire and nations weary themselves for nothing. Ano yung implication nito? Kung merong wow, merong wow. No? May wow dito kay God. Siyempre, nakita natin yung curse against them. Yung kasalanan na meron sila. Behold, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters covers the sea. Yung word na filled dito is like the glory filled the temple or the tabernacle. Ibig sabihin, walang portion na hindi na-occupy ng glory ng Lord. And you know what? It is something that we look forward a day when God's glory fills the whole earth. So the nation of Israel was existed so that the nations might come to know the true God and the prophets nurture the hope that one day the light would indeed reach all the nations. And it happened. Let's understand the kingdom of God. The already and the not yet. When Christ came, in human flesh, Jesus Christ inaugurated the kingdom of God. It's already, pero merong pang not yet, and it will be coming in the second coming of Christ in the full consummation where God will display the totality, the perfection of His glory, of His judgment. It is where the wicked will receive the judgment and the wrath of God. And where the sheep, the believers, the bride of Christ will worship its bridegroom, Christ himself. So it is the day that we must also look forward as Christians. Dito natin nakikita, no? Hindi patapos ang laban. Iisipin natin lagi na sa kay Lord ang huling halakhak. God is 
It is in the God, it is in the hand of God. Yung huling baraha. We may be in the present evil age, but there's a judgment day. The greater judgment day. So the Babylonians were condemned of their last full desires for money, for power, for glory, by using violence and injustices and wickedness. But God reminded Habakkuk how to behold God for God's glory will be known all throughout the earth. Makikita natin, in that moment, the wicked Babylonians is like Sila yung tinataas. Sila yung nakikita. They are winning. They are victorious. But God still reminded Habakkuk, remember, you know, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters covers the sea. Kung titignan mo, ilang nation lang yung sinakop ng Babylon. But God here, the greater judge, and His glory will fill the earth as the water covers the sea. And Christians as we are, we are tempted, no? We, are, we sometimes desire to, to be known, to be remembered by people, to be glorified by people. But it's a great reminder for us now it's not about our it's not about our glory. It's always for the glory of God. I know for sure na lahat tayo dito nakaka-relate. At one point in our life, we are seeking fame. We're seeking to be known. We're seeking to have 1000 Instagram followers. We have 5000 friends in Facebook. Maybe you have your fan page, no? Now, we want people to follow us. But then again, let's be reminded that everything, it's always, we should not seek our own glory because our glory will fail. As it would fail for the Chaldeans some 70 or 80 years after, but God said that they would receive, they would not receive glory and will not receive glory but the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In this passage, we would see that even in the midst of all this chaos and violence and injustices, marami unrighteous things going around, we are sure that God is mysteriously working. Thus, we should behold the glory of a just God. So sa tatlong woe, nakita natin yung kasamaan. Pero in the end, ano yung, pinakapunta, ano yung kinapuntahan ng woe, no, yung curse against them? It's the glory of God. So we have to behold the glory because He is a just God. Kahapon, sinare ni Ron sa devotions namin sa bahay, yung a Psalm of Asap, Psalm 73. I know for sure all of us can relate with this. Sabi niya sa verse 1 to 3, Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. Bakit? 
For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Tapos so kasunod ng mga verses sa Psalm 23, listahan ko anong ginagawa ng mga wicked people. Pero sa verse 16, sabi niya, But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I discerned their end. So nakita niya, nung simula, parang, ano ba to Lord? I'm envious. Bakit yung mga wicked nagpa-prosper? Nakita niyo yung ginagawa ng mga wicked. But he went to the sanctuary of God, nakita niya, ano yung kakapuntahan ng mga wicked people? Merong judgment pala. May distraction yung mga wicked. And yung ending niya, no, na part ng Psalm 73, sobrang napakaganda sa verse 23, Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will receive me to glory. You whom have I in heaven but you. And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. Diba si Asap mismo nakita niya dito? Ito pala yung ending ng mga wicked. There's a punishment. They are far who, those who are far from God will perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. Verse 28, But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of all your works. So nakita natin dito, remember the Chaldeans? They tried to, to hoard everything, to get everything, using selfish gains to protect themselves. But they don't understand that all those things na ginawa nila is doomed towards destruction. Si Asap dito, nakita natin. Sino yung refuge niya? It's God. Sino yung portion niya? It's God. So sobrang, kahapon ko lang din sobrang na-realize to. Oo nga, no? Sobrang ganda ng Psalm 73. And it's a good reminder for us. If you, thought, if you think like, why the wicked is victoriously living their life, if you feel like they're advancing, and here you go, you're so faithful and committed, and you're, you're always sa lahat ng mga ginagawa sa church, Lord, bakit andito pa rin ako? Bakit walang nangyayari? Why? Your greatest portion is God. Kahit sa pandemic, the Lord is our provider, is our strong refuge. Right? Kaya, sobrang nakakatawa. And dito natin makikita, this is really against prosperity gospel preaching. No, that life is not just about prosperity. It's understanding that God is our greatest portion in life. So we've seen the first set of woes that directed us in beholding the glory of a just God. Secondly, let's see the last two woes that will lead us to behold the greatness of a living God. Behold the greatness of a living God. Verse 15 to 17. Woe to him who makes her neighbors drink. You pour, and your wrath, you pour out your wrath and make them drunk 
in order to gaze at their nakedness. You will have your fill of shame instead of glory. Drink yourself and show your uncircumcision. The cup in the Lord's right hand will come around to you, and matter shame will come upon your glory. The violence done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, as will the destruction of the beast that terrified them for the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell with them. So God speaks the fourth woe against the Chaldeans about debauchery. So ano yung debauchery? Ibig sabihin sa Tagalog is kalokohan, no? Makalokohan silang ginagawa or kahayupan. So ano yung, ano yung imagery na pinapakita dito sa kahayupan ng mga Chaldeans? So they force others to become intoxicated and poisoned, making them shame. So I don't know sino na dito sa atin nakaranas na uminom. Nalasing dati, dati ah. <laughs> nalasing, di pa paglasing ka na, wala ka na, parang ah, lahat lumalabas, you know? Kahit na wala ka ng damit, parang wala kang, wala kang pake. Okay? Pero sa iba, syempre kahihiyan, sa iyo parang, I don't care, lasing ako, di pa? Pero, dito nakita natin how the Chaldeans, how they are so, so wicked that they wanted to get them drunk. They gave their neighbors alcohol so that they would drunk and to expose their nakedness, to take advantage of them, to shame them, to abuse them. So, pero sa verse 16, makita natin, God promises that the day will come when whatever the Chaldeans do to others, whatever sins they encourage them to engage in, the violence that they do to people and the cities and the nations, all that sin and shame will occur to the Chaldeans as well. So nakita natin dito, so sinabi, yung shiner ni Tonton kagabi no, sa sharing natin sa growth groups, sa yung golden rule, di ba? What, um, what you do to others will be done unto you. So ang ginawa dito sa Chaldeans, ang ginawa nila sa iba, pinalasing nila to put them to shame. Pero sa verse 16, Yung sabi ni Lord, you will have your fill of shame instead of glory. Remember kanina, no? Sa first set natin, they're trying to protect themselves. They want to be glorified. They want to be adored. Ngayon, naginagawa silang kahayupan. Yung mga tao doon, pinapainom nila para iipahiya. But then in verse 16, we would see that they are feeling the shame to themselves instead of the glory that they thought they have. At ito pa, drink yourself and show your uncircumcision. Ano yung ibig sabihin nito? Diba? Yung pinapainom nila to show their nakedness. Yung sila nang uminom, yung Chaldeans mismo, they will be, makikita yung uncircumcision nila. Anong ibig ng word na uncircumcision? So, in, in, it's a Hebrew word na maki, ang ibig sabihin is alien with God. They will be apart from the Lord. So, ano yung mas masaklap? Naked ka or alienated from God? So, can you imagine? Yung bumalik sa kanila is far way, way, way shameful than the things na ginawa nila sa mga tao sa mga tao, no? sa mga nations na sinakop nila. So they too would be forced to drink. Ito pa. 
Sila, pinapainom lang nila ng alcohol yung mga tao na gusto na naipahiya. Pero anong iinumin ng Chaldeans? So verse 17, or verse 16, na part 2, they will drink in the cup of the wrath of God. Can you imagine that? And can you imagine when you drink the cup of the wrath of God? Hindi lang siya one million times na effect ng San Miglahit or kung anumang inumin. It's unquenchable fire and wrath of God. So they too will be forced to drink the cup of the wrath of God and it's incomparable to the things that they did. They tried to build themselves up for their glory and putting others to shame, but sila mismo, they will be judged by the Lord. They will be apart from God. There is a retribution that they serve from the Lord. Anong ibig sabihin ng retribution? May punishment, may revenge si God. Vengeance is the Lord. Kahapon, we, we discussed no, sa growth groups, yung retaliation, revenge, and vengeance is of the Lord. So can you imagine dito what the Babylonians is facing? Kanina, in-explain ko, yung mag-arise against them is not just the people na nagawa nila ng wickedness, ng mga maling bagay, but the one that will judge them is the Lord of hosts. Is the God of heavens. Is the Lord of lords. The holy God. Hindi lang yung mga taong sinful na katulad natin yung mag-asabalutan against them. But it's the holy, just God. And the justice of God is way, way, way better than the justice that we can offer to people. So dito natin makikita that even tayo, no, na na-learn natin na let's not put justice in our hands. Because the justice in our hands is sobrang layo ng disparity niya to the justice that God can serve to the wicked. And may ginawa pa sila, violence done to Lebanon. Anong ibig sabihin ito? So this would refer to how the Babylon used the famed cedars of Lebanon. So mga puno to, no sa Lebanon. For its massive building projects. So there is a ruthless explo- exploitation of trees and animals providing building materials, firewood, and food for them. And it also includes the slaughter of men. So anong gagawin sa kanila? They've done a violence against to Lebanon, but babalik at babalik sa kanila. So while the Lord's glory would be as the water covers the sea, the Babylon's glory would be covered by shame and judgment. So ito ngayon yung, yung contrast. Kung yung glory ni Lord will be filled or the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God, the people surrounding the nations, makikita nila how shame and judgment will cover with the wickedness of the Chaldeans. So as we relate, let's ask ourselves, have we taken advantage of someone for our own selfish ambitions? Sometimes we abuse others to bring our own comfort. 
Isn't it the Bible is encouraging us to think of the interests of others? I remember Zacchaeus, no, nung na-transform siya when he encountered God. Dati, chief tax collector. Nang, nang de-defraud siya, kumukuha siya for selfish gain. Nang hoard siya ng pera because he is also greedy. But when he encountered God, what happened? The first thing na ginawa ni Zacchaeus, yung wallet niya, yung una niyang sinorender. Sabi niya, Lord, I will give my goods to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone with anything, I will restore it fourfold. So nakita natin, no? Yung contentment niya na kay Lord. Na he's trying to take advantage of others. But when he realized that life is all about Jesus and the kingdom of God, he surrendered that money. Or have you ever encouraged anyone to sin? Dati, no? Ganito tayo. <laughs> mahilig tayo mag-compromise, mahilig tayo mag, sige lang, okay lang yan. Maliit na bagay yan, wala naman nakakakita sa'yo, or even kahit Christian sa tayo. Minsan, nagko-compromise tayo. We are called to love our neighbors. So we ought to be about doing everything we can to keep them from sin. We ought to be about doing everything possible to promote holiness in our neighbors. Hindi katulad ng mga Chaldeans na Pinumin mo, sige, para mapahiya. But tayo, as Christians, how should we respond to this? So hopefully, as Christians, we would bring our friends, no? anyone that we know, to the knowledge of Christ. Kung merong kasalanan, instead na ipahiya, ano gawin natin? We do the biblical church discipline. In Matthew 18, what should we do? If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault. And of course, may another level, may apat na steps. No, na makita natin sa context ng church discipline sa Matthew 18. Sa Galatians 6, we are to restore a brother in sin with gentleness. And in 1 Timothy, we are to rebuke those in sin. So we are not to... Hindi natin gagawin yung bagay na ikakahiya ng tao... But rather, we are to call people to repent. Nababalik sila kay Lord. Hindi yung ipapahamak natin sila, ipapahiya sila, but rather we call our brothers, our sisters to come to repentance. That they would understand their sinfulness and ask for the Lord's forgiveness. So we must renounce the temptations that come to us and not invite others in it. So it's true that sin loves company. Kasi yung kasalanan, talaga gusto nyo yun, may, may, may kasama. Mas masaya, mas marami. But the question is, shall we compromise our witness to the gospel? So we are not to follow like what the Chaldeans did. How they put to shame others. Remember, there's a cup of the wrath of God that is waiting. And last woe, in verse 18 to 20, what profit is an idol when its makers has shaped it, a metal image, a teacher of lies? For its maker trusts in his own creation when he makes speech, speechless idols. Woe to him who says to a wooden thing, awake, to a silent stone, arise. Can this teach? 
So ano nakita natin dito? God issues a woe against all those who make idols. So like the Chaldeans, like all the pagans are idol makers. They are condemned of their idolatry. So si Habakkuk says right from the beginning, kanina na-mention ko na, that their nets are their gods, their own might are their gods. So the, the Chaldeans carved idols out of wood. The idols who could not speak or hear. Idols that couldn't do nothing. And God taunts them, telling them to wake their idols. Sinabi dito, no? Nakita natin, sabi niya, Woe to him who says to a wooden thing, Awake! And to a silent stone, Arise! Can this teach? So God is taunting them sa ganitong situations nila. And these are false gods, impotent human creations. Last Thursday, we've studied about God's omnipotence, no? that God is an all-knowing God, the God who hears our prayers, the God who answers our prayers. Remember the prophets of Baal? No? With Elijah. The sarcasm of Elijah's words. Try kong basahin. 1 Kings chapter 18. Medyo matatawa kayo nito, no? And Elijah taunts the prophets of Baal when Baal does not answer them by saying, Cry aloud! For he is a god. Either he is musing, or he is re- re- relieving himself, or he is on a journey, or perhaps... He is asleep and must be awakened. <laughs> Yun yung God nila. Tawagin mo kasi baka tulog lang, baka may pinuntahan, baka nagluluto pa, no? Tawagin mo. Yun yung idols nila. Yun yung God nila. Those who can't hear them. Those who can't answer them. Those who don't have life. Those who don't have breath, okay? But our God, the God that Habakkuk is talking with. He is the God of Israel. He is the God who split the Red Sea. He is the God who provided the Israelites with the cloud of fire on night and the clouds sa, sa araw ng paglalakad nila. He is the God who provided a son for for Sarah and Abraham, kahit na barren sila, and at old age, He is the God that Habakkuk is talking, which is in contrast to the God of the Chaldeans. Nothing is too hard for God. Yun yung napag-aralan natin last Thursday. God can do anything. Wow, thank you Lord. God can do anything. Pero may parameter that is consistent to his character and his attributes. So there is a tremendous contrast between a silent, inanimate idols and the awesome, living God who sits enthroned in heaven and rules over the earth. So may dalawang woes sa second set nakita natin at meron na namang ulit wow okay may wow factor ulit ano yun behold it is overlaid with gold and silver and there is no breath at all in it 
Yun yung mga idols nila. Yun yung gods ng mga Chaldeans. In verse 20, But the Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before Him. Anong ibig sabihin nito? He is the one who deserves the honor and the glory and the reverence bestowed on worthless idols. So may silence dito na sinasabi, no? Silence is commanded so that everyone will consider God's awesome nature and realize God's sovereignty over all creation. Yung parang mamamangha ka na lang that you will just gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Makikita natin yan sa Psalms 27, verse 4. Sa Psalm of David. He wants to dwell in the house of the Lord and to just gaze upon the beauty of God. Ang hirap mag-gaze kung sige ka rin salita na salita. Diba? Sometimes it's better to be silent so that you will just be, wow. You will just be in awe of who God is. The greatness of a living God. I just want to mention this, ha, kasi... May nakita akong post nito, maybe last February. Um, he is, I don't know, maybe he's a brother, but Pastor Ed Lapis, he mentioned this, may nag-question sa kanya, what is the best theology? Yung sinagot niya, silence. So, mali yung pagkakakuha niya, ginamit niya yung verse na to. That the, the best theology is silence. I understand, we understand that God is incomprehensible. Hindi natin ma-fully fathom si God, but God is knowable. And anything that we do is theology. Di ba? Hindi pwedeng silence lang tayo kasi wala tayong magagawa. Kasi hindi naman maintindihan si God. No, but God is knowable. So yung silence dito, hindi siya, hindi siya form ng theology. Ha? Yung silence dito, iba yung ibig sabihin. It's about being in humble submission and worship unto the Lord na wala ka nang masabi because He is so great and awesome and powerful and He has everything and He is the omnipotent God. He is the sovereign God. Wala ka nang marireklamo. Remember, si Habakkuk dito, kahit nagreklamo siya, sinasabi niya, attributes ni God. Have you, have you tried that? Nagreklamo ka kay Lord, pero yung, yung mga words mo, hindi yung cursing, hindi yung question kay God, but yung sinasabi mo are the attributes of God. And in here, God calls Habakkuk. And maybe it's, it's a call for us Christians. Despite of the things that we are seeing all around, kahit ganong man kasama ang mga nangyayari sa paligid natin, knowing and understanding and trusting the greatness of a living God. Wala eh, mapapasilent ka na lang. Because He is actually sovereignly, mysteriously working. It's a call for us for full dependence. And we must worship Him in humble submission. That's why it is emphasized again. Kanina, in the first part, we are to behold the glory of a just God. And in the last two woes, it is emphasized that we are to behold the greatness of our living God. John Calvin says that we humans, by nature, 
are idol makers. By the fact that our depravity, due to our original sin, we seek to set up something, anything in God's place. Meron akong isang kanta na naalala dati. Yung line niya is, anything that you put before my God is an idol. No? So lahat ng dinalagay natin sa puso natin before God is an idol. So we have our idols as well. Anything that we put in our hearts before God. But remember, idols failed the Chaldeans. And our idols will also fail us. Your idols might be your bank accounts. Maybe your work. Maybe your talent. Maybe anything that you have right now. But remember, it, may, it will fail along the way. Why? Because they have no breath. They cannot speak. But the Lord God Almighty is in His holy temple. And the day will come when God shall speak. And there shall be no answer from man or beast or idol. Sabi sa Zephaniah 1.7 Be silent before the Lord God. For the day of the Lord is near. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice and consecrated His guest. So, in Matthew 16, sa binasa kanina na scripture reading no ni Jopin, there's, there's a conversation between Jesus and the disciples and of course Peter. So, Jesus asked, who do, you, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So who is this Christ? The only begotten Son of God who, are, who is selfless, who is humble, who did not revile, who did not retaliate. He died for justice to appease the cup of wrath of God. So we may run and trust the cross of Christ. Because in our rebellion, in our rebellion against a holy and just God, the Lord of hosts, we may, we are never better than the Chaldeans. Our goodness, our covetousness, the dishonest gains that we've done or we're doing, the violence, the unrighteousness, the idolatry, even our, our character attitudes that causes others to stumble. Our aim towards fame, towards success, towards Gaining glory for ourselves. And you know what? All these things makes us worthy for the wrath and judgment of God. But thank God, Christ came. Jesus Christ, the one that Peter declared that he is the son of the living God. So church, May we continue to pray 
that our satisfaction would be in God alone and in His salvation alone. Let us be about, our life will be about, about the gospel. Let us seek to see God glorified in all that we do, in all that we experience, and in everything that we will be doing in the days to come. Let us seek our, our neighbor's interest, our neighbor's welfare in all things. I just want to use this word na ginamit no, ni Atereya sa growth groups nung Friday. Radical. Natutunan nga natin, if you are required to, to go one mile, you go for two. You go for another one. So as Christians, we became the light and the salt. We became radical in, in our kindness, in our gentleness, in our self-control. And may these things will lead us for people to know the knowledge about Christ. And of course, let us continue to worship the holy, just, and living God. Lifting our voices in praise to Him and shutting our mouths when they do not advance the cause of Christ. Remember that God is to be behold because of who He is. Because of His glory. Because He is just. And because of His greatness. Because He is a living God. Let us pray. Our living and just God Maraming maraming salamat, Panginoon, for this time. Again, uh, natuto kami sa iyong mga salita through the book of Habakkuk. Lord, nakita namin how violent, how wicked, how greedy the Chaldeans is. And Lord, we are not way better than them. So Lord, we just want to ask you for your grace upon our lives. Lord, maraming salamat that through Christ, through the gospel, Lord, we are redeemed, we are saved, Lord, from the wrath that is supposed to us through the finished work of Christ Jesus at the cross. Lord, we deserve to drink the cup of the wrath of God. But then again, Jesus became a substitute, Lord, in our behalf. So Lord, we just want to ask you that you will continue to guide us and empower us and enable us to behold you because you are great, because you are living God. And Lord, we just want to see and we are expectant and we're looking forward to see your glory filling the earth, Lord. Maraming maraming salamat, Panginoon, for your word that becomes an encouragement to us, that becomes a reminder or maybe becomes a warning to us, Panginoon. So Lord, today, we just want to give you glory of who he is. Because you are mighty and awesome, omnipotent God, omnipresent God, omniscient God, sovereign God. We give you glory and honor, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.